Support for this podcast comes from the Phil Smith Center for Free Enterprise at the FAU College of Business. The Phil Smith Center for Free Enterprise supports the vision and strategic plan of the College of Business to advance thought leadership in business. The center supports chaired professorships and research, educational programs for faculty members and students, distinguished visiting faculty, along with a lecture series and other educational programs focused on the principles of free enterprise and how those principles affect growth and prosperity. Learn more at business.fau.edu forward slash Phil Smith. Hello, my name is Dan Gropper, and I am the Dean of the College of Business at Florida Atlantic University. This fall, we hired a number of excellent new research faculty to join us here at Florida Atlantic. Dr. William Luther has joined the Department of Economics. Will comes to FAU as an experienced assistant professor, having previously been at Kenyon College. His expertise is in monetary economics and alternative currencies, including Bitcoin. He is also the director of the Sound Money Project at the American Institute for Economic Research, and he is an adjunct scholar with the Cato Institute's Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives in Washington, D.C., The author of more than two dozen articles, Will has published in such leading journals as Economic Inquiry, the Journal of Economic Behavior and Organization, Contemporary Economic Policy, the Journal of Private Enterprise, Public Choice, and others. His work has appeared in leading news outlets in the popular press, including The Economist, Forbes, and U.S. News & World Report. Will earned his Ph.D. from George Mason University. So, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm originally from rural southern Ohio, and as you mentioned, I spent the last six years teaching at Kenyon College. Before that, I was in grad school at George Mason University, where I wrote my dissertation under the direction of Lawrence H. White. Larry White is is one of the, the world's foremost experts on the classical gold standard and, and private bank notes, so I was, uh, I was really lucky to, to get to work with him. You know, um, uh, gold coins and redeemable bank notes were, were once the norm, but but now they, they seem somewhat peculiar to us. So Larry and, and many of his students are trying to remove that um, mystique surrounding these historical monies to, to explain how they worked and, and why people use them. And, and really, that's, that's what I'm trying to do in my work on, on modern alternative currencies. Tell us a little bit about your work on alternative currencies. Ten years ago, the, the pseudonymous Satoshi Nakamoto released a, a white paper describing a, a digital money which seemed altogether different from the monies you and I use today. So if I, if I pay you with a check or debit card, our, our bank clears the transaction. They, they debit my account and, and credit yours. That's, that's what we call a, a central clearing mechanism. Transactions with cash or, or hand-to-hand currency are are processed using a decentralized clearing mechanism. You and I don't need a, to rely on a bank. My, my account, that is my, my wallet, gets debited when I hand over cash, and your account or your wallet gets credited when you receive the cash. This, this new currency that Nakamoto proposed was, was different. It was neither centralized nor decentralized. Instead, it, it processed transactions over a distributed network. And that, that technology, which would be launched in the form of Bitcoin in 2009, promises to, to revolutionize the way we make transactions. 
So the big question for me at the outset is, is whether anyone would actually use Bitcoin. Money is subject to what economists call network effects. We, we want to use the same money as our trading partners. Holding a money that no one else uses is, is like being the only person with a phone or email address. It's, it's just not very useful. And at the outset, a, a new money like Bitcoin faces an incumbent money with a very large network. So I started by considering whether Bitcoin might be able to overcome the network effects hurdle. More, more recently, I've transitioned to the role governments might play in encouraging or discouraging adoption. So some countries like Bangladesh have made it a crime to use Bitcoin. Others like the U.S. have been much more accommodating. So I want to consider why they choose these policies and, and how it affects Bitcoin's adoption. Which classes are you teaching this semester and what are you looking forward to teaching next semester? This semester, I'm, I'm teaching intermediate macroeconomics at the undergraduate level and advanced monetary economics at the graduate level. Next semester, I'll be teaching intermediate macroeconomics again and, and also teaching advanced macroeconomics at the graduate level. And can you tell us a little bit about your teaching philosophy and how you like to engage students in the classroom? I, I fell in love with economics as an undergraduate student. Economics not only prompted one to ask big questions like why some nations are rich and others poor and, and how, how we might improve the lot of the least well-off, but it also, it also provided a simple yet powerful toolkit for considering these questions. So in the classroom, I, I try to leave my students with the same impression. There are these big, important questions in the world that, that most of us care about, and there are some simple tools we can use to get a better understanding of these issues and, and also consider ways of, of making the world a marginally better place. To learn more about our activities and upcoming events, please see our College of Business website, business.fau.edu. Dean Gropper Presents is part of the FAU College of Business Podcast Network. To learn more, visit us at business.fau.edu forward slash podcasts and follow Dean Gropper on Twitter at FAU Business Dean. Dean.